You're listening to the Sci Fidelity Podcast, episode 115, Tonal Differences. You'll find that the tone of this podcast is decidedly adult. So in the last episode, I think we, we kind of cut it off rather curtly on whether or not uh, we thought Zack Snyder was a shitty director. And Brian, I think you had something, you, you had a point you were going to make before I Wait. unceremoniously just cut you off. But before <laughs> Brian starts heading down what will most likely be a 20-minute tirade, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Cyfidelity Podcast. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. This is Steve. I like how we all I added in the get... extra long pause because I fucked up. And it, and it, just, <laughs> it just propagated down the, down the intro. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get that out of the way because it's it would cascade. have been weird 15 minutes from now, which is when it would have happened <laughs> if I hadn't done that. Nope. Let's be honest. We've known Brian for years. <laughs> well, no, you're that right. is how that would have played out. <laughs> No, I used right. to, I I used to be very 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 impressed with Zack Snyder after I saw Watchmen. Um, bit by bit, I've come to realize that Watchmen is most of what I, about seventy five eighty percent of what I love about Watchmen is in fact the original story in the comic, and that he just sucked that goodness up into the film by copying it relentlessly and religiously, and even using the comic itself as a storyboard in places. Um, and so I was like, okay, I have to admit it, it, it but it, I think he did a great job of executing the comic. I cared about those characters. I thought the acting was good. I did say, we, we were talking about how uh, you compared him to George Lucas. I would say in general, yes, but I think Zack Schneider is better at directing the actors than George Lucas is. George Lucas kind of leaves his actors out in the in a void to figure it out on their own. Um, Zack Schneider, I, I've never had a problem with the performances either. When I have problems with Zack Schneider movies, it generally comes back down to the script and either the story or the dial uh, or the actual text, the di- the words that the actors are speaking, not their performances, not the way they it's shot, not the pacing, not the editing, uh, none of that. So as far as the text, technical side of being a director the nuts the part that a television director is involved with i think he does a great job so about watchmen you think that that was a choice that he made or do you think maybe that he doesn't know the difference between respecting original material and just sticking to it like glue because you don't have any original vision He certainly went wildly 
the the, you know, the his take on Superman is very different. But how much of that is down to the? Was it just the, he told the writers, "Go write me a Superman movie," and they handed it to him, and he said, "Okay, I'll shoot this." Uh, or was he really involved in the writing of Man of Steel and Batman well, it versus Superman? Would be helpful to have a production script to compare what we got with what was on paper. I have never looked for one, but. That would certainly inform me quite a bit. I suspect he would. I mean, if he was involved, he was probably involved from day one. He was probably making call, getting calls from the writers and making calls to the writers daily while they developed the script if he was involved. Now, I suppose you did postulate the possibility that he was not involved at all in the script and he just, yeah, I'm not a writer. Let somebody else write it. I'll just, you know, shoot it. Here's well, some vague ideas of what I want. Or did the I will, studios. Honor, I will say that. I honestly do believe that, and this comes from the fact that Jeff Johns is the um, is the um, executive creative director at uh, for DC. Uh, so he's the guy that's basically in charge of making sure that the comic book properties are handled properly in tv and in movies and stuff like that and he has a long history of writing the comic books and the direction that the movies are going is a darker tone which was also the direction his comic books he tend to write (laughs) wrote went in that same direction so i would honestly say that the darker tone of the movies while Zack Snyder is well suited for that and is just doing what he loves to do. I mean, you can see that in Watchmen sucker punch. I would say sucker punch giving that it's not an adaptation of something. Yeah. Sucker punch. He clearly likes a darker tone, but I don't think that darker tone originated with him. I think this is what the studio was asking for. I think the studio is actively trying to be anti Marvel. And in that respect, I actually respect what they're doing. I don't necessarily agree with the choices that they're making. What? I think they're being, I think they're trying to not just repeat what Marvel is doing. And in that respect, I, I respect what they're doing to not just Marvel's doing this. It's making money. So let's just repeat what they're doing. I respect that they're choosing not to do that. You know, on, on two yeah, levels, well, I'm going to have to disagree, uh, disagree with you. On the on the level of we're a business and we want to make a fuck ton of money, not doing what the other company is doing that makes them a shit ton of money, eh, it's not a good idea. Second, from a person that watches movies and enjoys superheroes, uh, Marvel makes superhero movies that people like and you know don't get as much heaps of shit. Every Every movie gets heaps of shit. And so I would also like to like the, you know, the Batman v Supermans and, you know, want to come back and watch them again. And from that standpoint, they're fucking me, too. So I'm going to have to disagree, respectfully disagree with you. I feel like DC was in a no win scenario. Yeah, they should have come first. Their no win scenario their no win scenario was if they just repeat what Marvel is doing, everybody's just going to say, you're just repeating what Marvel is doing. If they don't repeat what Marvel is doing, well, why didn't you just do what Marvel was doing? They were yeah. doing it well. Yeah. So they were in a no win well, scenario. So if they Marvel were in, is a tough given that they to were follow. in, yeah. So I, given that they were in that position as a person that likes movies, 
I actually respect the fact that they didn't well, just well, repeat what Marvel I, was I, doing I will draw because one I point. would rather I, see that. One point I would make <laughs> is that yeah, it, it, Marvel it has a thing they're doing with how they adapt their comics. And but they're not just doing it once; they're doing it over and over and over and over with all of these Marvel cinematic movies. We are getting to see this. So, and in in generally every case, the audience seems okay with it. So, one could argue that repetition and uh, of this basic style is doesn't seem to be damaging the brand any. And I, if Mar, if DC started repeating the style, I would think the comic book audiences would get over it pretty quick and just say, okay, so they feel like Marvel movies, uh, whatever. I'm still going to go check oh, it no, out. No, no, no. I'm not saying that they would have lost fans yeah. if they had, if they had decided to just repeat what Marvel was doing. Yeah. yeah it would have made money, but here's the thing. Yeah. It's making money now. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the, not making as much money. Yeah. I grant yeah. it probably would have made more, but it's still making yeah. a shit ton of money. When the next movie out. comes well, out, go ahead, Patrick. Well, you know, I, I, this is quick. You know, Michael's talking about they're in a no-win situation. I would like to point out another individual who was in a no-win situation. That's Colin. <laughs> Uh, Captain, Captain Smirk. Uh, yeah, yeah. A little thing we like to call the Kobayashi Maru. He made that shit work. So I, I don't think that's justified uh, to say that they were fucked. Uh, you know, you just rewrite the program, hack everybody's yeah. brains. I saw that on Doctor Who. It's doable. I, yeah. I don't think well, that DC was willing to let their best friend die. <laughs> so when the next movie comes out, aren't you going to be a little more. No, uh, I don't know if the word is cautious or it isn't cautious, but you're gonna you're gonna have some awareness of now a better awareness at least of where DC is going and what to expect. Yeah, I will actually say this. I, I, I my answer to that question is 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 complicated in the sense that if they had fucked up Batman, yes. I, I completely recognize that they have fucked up Superman, but I've never had the love of Superman that a lot of other people do. I like Superman. I don't want to give the impression that I hate that character. By no means do I hate that character, but Superman has never, I've never felt like this. It's like when I talk about Star Wars, I love Han Solo like a thousand times more than I love Luke Skywalker. Doesn't mean I hate Luke Skywalker. I just think Han Solo's a better character. So no, I get that there's they fuck fucked ups, up, right? I get it. Like, but, the, but I feel like they got. But I feel like they've never gotten Batman wrong. Even in Batman versus Superman, yeah, he was killing. But that's not the first time we've seen Batman kill in a movie. I mean, fucking Tim Burton's Batman was damn near psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's <laughs> taking it a bit far, but he yeah, had so, no problems killing either. <laughs> so. I don't even feel like that was the first time I had to come to terms with the Batman. I, hey, that's I tell you what, down my mom in the alley, I'll kill a whole bunch of motherfuckers. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, the, so. the thing I'd want to say is, I, I, A, I'm a little bored with the Marvel formula. Um, I, I, I'm starting I, to get there. I, I'm not I was, I've lie been to bored you. for a few years. I mean, I, I still like the movies, but I, I long for something fresh. It's part of the reason I was so bummed when Edgar Wright got booted from Ant-Man. Um, the... I would rather I if if DC is going to fail, 
I would rather them fail for being too experimental than for being too paint by numbers. That's kind of I can at least respect that. Okay. So (laughs) I I will, I will say this though. I want to make one comment on his Marvel thing. (laughs) When he says he's getting sick of the Marvel formula. I think it's so funny that Marvel went out of their way to talk about how they were going to move away from origin stories and how Doctor Strange specifically was not going to be an origin story. And they recently came out with the trailer, and I saw the trailer. I was like, that looks like a goddamn origin yeah. story. Yeah. Well, no, they said they, – you brought it up. You said that it, Doctor Strange was definitely going to be an origin story because it had to be. Otherwise, you just have some – Crazy dude, I, with, I, Matt with, with spirit fingers doing shit. Oh no 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 no! I absolutely I absolutely agree. I'm talking about what these motherfuckers <sighs> went in the interviews, and because they were, this is what they do. They hear fans talking about fucking DC's doing it right now too. They hear fans bitching about how they're sick of origin stories, so they made a whole thing of coming out and talking about how they were moving away from origin stories and specifically saying that Doctor Strange was not going to be an origin story. Yes, I said I absolutely believe it's going to be an origin story, but I'm saying they said it was not going to be, and I saw that trailer and I was like, that looks like a fucking origin story. Yeah. I have some sympathy. I have some sympathy for them. I don't work for them, so whatever I say doesn't matter. shit happens. You know, (laughs) I have in my life had my sights set on a, a great number of things that I thought was going to go one way, and it did not fucking go that way at all. So, I have some sympathy for them. That said, they don't really have a choice with this character. No, they I don't. I think. That's why I said that. They, they just gotta. They have to. And I don't, I just want to point out, I have no problems with an origin story. I just think it's funny. I feel like they did a politician thing. They knew damn well they were going to do an origin story, but they felt like they had to go out there and say that they weren't going to. Come now, on now, I'm perfectly fine with Why the Doctor Strange origin that? story. <laughs> they can want to all they want. They can want all day long to not tell an origin story. Mm-hmm. And they'll even go out and say it, but I don't think like it was some devious, con- you know, preconceived plan to like ah oh, 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 we'll get him this time we'll say it won't be huzzah, well, well, huzzah. to me to me it goes back to the uh to the whole <laughs> what i call the kevin spacey lex luthor lie <laughs> which is i'm not gonna play lex luthor for comedic effect i'm doing a serious lex luthor and then he totally played lex luthor for comedic effect so my thing is I would have been okay with it if you hadn't literally gone into interviews and said you weren't going to do that. So why? Why say you're going to do it? Why? Just don't even say. Khan is not in this movie. We swear Khan is not in this movie. Khan is not in this movie. I've had to eat crow. (laughs) I've had to do it. (laughs) And and even J.J. Abrams acknowledges I shouldn't have fucking said that. Yeah. I, I absolutely should not have said that. Well, yeah. Well, that's some fucking childish <laughs> shit. Like, he knew he was doing it, and somebody called him on it and said, I know this is what you're going to do because you're not very creative. And he's like, well, no, I'm not doing that. No, I'm definitely doing that. I don't have any other ideas. Um, so, Brian, uh, for so please enlighten us. For those of us that don't dissect films, uh, what is the Marvel formula? I'm not even sure. It's more of a tonal <laughs> issue. 
Okay. I, no, no. It, it's no, not. No, I, I, I mean, Michael could probably describe. I, it's not so much the plots as just the feel of them. They all. They feel like they're all in the same universe, which is both a plus, but also kind of. If you're going to come well, up with that many of films every year, it almost a that's, negative. <laughs> that's part of the reason why it they forced this formula, and it's part of the reason why many directors have actually said it's one of the reasons Edgar Wright left. Is he felt he feels like he's being forced to make a movie in a certain way. And he actually was actively trying to not do the Marvel formula. And they were like, well, no, you kind of have to because it has to feel like the other movies. And you know what? I don't fault Marvel for it. I get it. And I love the fact that, that all of these movies feel similar. So I don't fault them for it, but it is, it is an conscious decision that they're doing yeah, so but it, they are it, missing oh. their chance to get their deadpool i mean the deadpool is tangentially connected to that x-men franchise as far as films go but which is why it is definitely it got its own tone and its own feel to it and they're negating aborting any opportunity of having their own little surprise weird deadpoolish kind of thing happen in All their right, franchise hang on, hang on. The, the deadpool thing is kind of its own thing. I mean, the reason that Deadpool was successful is because the character, the individual tone of that character doesn't necessarily fit in with all the other characters, even in the Marvel Universe. He's the one guy that's breaking the fourth wall that knows he's a comic book character. So for him to have his movie and have it have a different tone, yes, it works because that's how it works for the character. But... And it I know would have been the end of the world if Ant-Man had, been, for you, had a different tone. <laughs> Say again? It would have been I, the I, end I, of the world if Ant-Man had had a different tone? Well, no, because the the part of the... And you don't get this because you don't read the comics, but the fact that these people all exist in the same universe is part of the draw. So the fact that they all have that same tone is... It, like That's part of what makes those characters those characters. I mean, you I, can, I have yeah, a question but I, for you, Patrick. It, sure, go ahead. Can can Deadpool be a significant player in an in a movie that isn't a Deadpool movie? Like, would he fit? No. Look, look, uh, honestly, I, honestly, well, like, I think um, I well, think I would love to. I, I, I get Steve's point. I've actually said this in an Avengers movie. Right? Can Deadpool be in a movie that isn't a Deadpool movie? And still be that character that is. I Deadpool. think Deadpool could cameo, yes. or you know, as a as a yeah, t- as a short term supporting I, I, role. Sure. But you are right. I don't. That was one thing well, I walked out. And you're right, Steve. I walked out of the X Men movies thinking, I hope they don't replace Wolverine with Deadpool in the uh, in the coming films because I love Deadpool. I love X Men, but I do not want my X Men movies turned into Deadpool movies. To answer the last two questions that were posed by Patrick and Steve, I can actually answer them both in the same way, but will be against Patrick and for Steve. And for Steve. Well, then go fuck yourself. Um, you know what? It's this thing called well, loyalty, here's Michael. Thing. Loyalty. Here's the thing. You, you can, you can actually have all of these comic books be in the same universe, but still have wildly different, uh, like feels and di- like, like Thor, Thor in the comic books. Hulk in the comic books is absolutely nothing like the Daredevil comic book, but they exist in the same world. Okay. Yeah. 
Let me answer Steve's question because yeah. he asked me, not you. You fucking betraying ass. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just making the point. No, that no, no, no. no. I, yes, you are making the point. It's fine. So I, I will say this: I think um, that you could have Deadpool in another movie, and he would be Deadpool, uh, assuming that you know you were fine with uh, the overt uh, language and you know shooting people and whatever. I mean, fuck put his hand through like 18 people and smashed them and then smiled at the end of it. I, I don't and, think. And not just as a cameo, right? As, yeah, a, as, no, not a, as a significant no, not as a cameo, part of that story. You wouldn't get. I've read you, team comic books that have Deadpool as one of the members and he's still that character. No, no, I so, know he's that character, but here's the thing. You don't, you don't get um, like the whole. Say, so say here's Deadpool, right? Deadpool does not like taint whatever movie you put him in. Deadpool is Deadpool in whatever movie you put him in. The Deadpool movie is all that same tone because it's all about Deadpool. But if you had him in a different movie, if you had him in like a regular like Avengers movie, then he would be there and he would be him. But it wouldn't necessarily change the tone of the whole movie. He could exist there, right? Because they still have their kind of uh, adult uh, jokes or their sort of, you know, innuendo jokes. And he would take all the innuendo out of it, but he would still be that character, and and I think that's fine, and I think he could do it. I don't think it would ruin it. Um, to Michael's point, for from having read the comic books, sometimes the fact that the comic books do have different styles, it is it's been jarring to me. Uh, you will probably remember. Uh, well, I don't know. You probably never read it. Um, you know Ghost Rider, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know the the relaunch they did in the early '90s, and they had uh, mm-hmm. Mark Texera. Max, Max, yeah. yeah. And I, I figured that's who you were talking about. Yeah. But well, that first, guy had an art style that was very distinctive. Yes, the man had a very, <laughs> very distinctive art style, and it worked for Ghost Rider, which Ghost Rider mm-hmm. is this guy who basically, uh, you know, he. We've all his, seen the Nicolas Cage movie. Well, <laughs> no, people with taste have not, so they won't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, but basically, uh, hold on, hold on. Actually, <laughs> quick side story: somebody just came into our office two weeks ago with a box full of DVDs that they were giving away. Most of them were shit movies, including Ghost Rider, which I immediately snatched up and said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll take this." Like, isn't that movie crap? <laughs> oh yeah, but I get it for free now. <laughs> Are you ever gonna no. rewatch it? Nah, maybe not, but I'll have it. <laughs> yeah. I used, My precious. Ghost, I used to think Ghost Rider was lackluster, but then I saw Ghost Rider 2, and then I realized what shit actually was. Um, I, anyway, I still actually haven't seen the second one. <laughs> don't, don't. Why? Why? But would... Idris Elba's in it. Doesn't he yeah. save everything? He no. He, th- no. That man can't even save that. It's just, it's sad. Anyway. But it, um, it was made by the crank director. Yeah, 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 exactly. You just made, you exactly, made a point. Right. Um, but no, so... Uh, so for if you don't know, he basically he touches his magic motorcycle and uh, he turns into a motorcycle skeleton whose head is on fire, right? So uh, Texera he used to draw it and he would he would draw it. It was amazing, like it it worked perfectly for a dude who was a flaming skull on a badass motorcycle with a with a biker chain. Like that was his weapon was a fucking biker chain. But then every now and again you'd get these crossovers. Where like Spider Man would show up or the X Men would show up, and his art style didn't really work for Spider Man. You know, if you see Spider Man, he's very agile, he's very flexible, he's kind of always 
you know, hanging from something, all bent over something, whatever. Spider-Man pose? Spider-Man poses, right? I'm hanging from my web, I'm doing blah, blah, blah. And and then Tex would draw him, and he just looked like, he looked like some 40-year-old dude in a Spider-Man costume. He's kind of slouchy, <laughs> right? And you were like... He's not wrong. I'm no, I'm not. And I, and you He's not at wrong it, at all. And you're like, oh, I know you guys are all supposed to exist in the same universe, but it just doesn't feel right when I put well, you two together. Right. And well, I, there's a reason why they used to keep some of these worlds separate. And honestly, when we're talking about the movies, it's kind of why I'm like, I kind of like X-Men just being their own thing over here, being completely well, separate. But no, but see, <laughs> but then here's the other thing, though. Remember, remember that really brief moment where they had the new Fantastic Four, which was Ghost Rider, the Hulk, Spider-Man and Wolverine. And that yeah. was that was drawn by was that Ron Lim, I think. Roberto Ramos. No, no, th- no, 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 I'm sorry. There was, yeah, he sure, he's the guy that drew it when they came back to it later. Yeah, when they came back um, to it. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't actually know who drew it the first I, time, because I, I don't think I read it the first time. Is, is he either Joey Matt or Ron Lane? No, it was sure. Arthur Adams. That's Arthur who it was. Arthur Adams, the other awesome guy. It was Arthur Adams. That I always oh, my forget. God. We were fucking nerding the fuck Here out we are. Right hey, hey, it's called the Sci-Fi <laughs> Podcast for a reason. But you know Nobody will ever again question do these two motherfuckers read comic books. Because we just named off like five artists off the top of our goddamn heads. Do you guys remember? But, but when- my point is, with, with, it's really quick. When Arthur Adams drew Ghost Rider next to Spider-Man, next to Wolverine, next to the Hulk, it all looked like yeah. they all belonged in the same universe, right? And so it wasn't yeah. weird that you put them together. So that's all I'm saying, like. It, 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 it's some weird. artists and some directors can do that very well. Yes. I love John Byrne, but that man could oh. not draw a ghost rider. He could no. not draw a ghost rider, but he could draw everybody else. <laughs> he could draw everybody else. He could draw a shit. Awesome. Shit. Awesome. Is that a thing? It he is could now. draw an awesome <laughs> Galactus. Hell yeah. He could draw. And Galactus was a giant man in purple pants, <laughs> but he could make that shit look cool. <laughs> do you guys remember yes, in the early saying, 2000s, when digital cameras were first getting good and you'd go to a party or something and people would take pictures and you would compare the pictures from someone with a good camera to someone <laughs> with the world's shittiest camera and you could swear they were not at the same place at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of like that when a, a, a character guests in another book and the art style doesn't fit. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I will say this. The the TV version of this is, as much as I like the Daredevil show, and as much as I like Jessica Jones, they are both woefully darker than everything else Marvel is putting out there. So, Brian, maybe you should check it out. Um, just because it absolutely does break the Marvel formula. Uh, it would be weird to see Jessica Jones talking to Tony Stark because these two worlds are wildly different. <laughs> also, Tony Stark is like super rich and yeah. very egotistical. He wouldn't even. What's he going to do? Go to Hell's Kitchen? No, no. That's, that's, <laughs> no, he ain't doing that. I have, hey, hey, that bitch is very good at her job. <laughs> I, I, I would like to fly by at Mach Two. I, 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 I suit a fucking armor. He's still not going to Hell's Kitchen. What the fuck are you talking about? I will say it, it. Some of this talk rem- reminds me of the time they brought Jack O'Neill from Stargate SG One on to guest star on Stargate uh, Universe, and 
that Stargate universe is a much darker, much more serious, much more introspective and and bare your soul through your pain in your eyes kind of show compared <laughs> to Jack O'Neill, who's kind of the sci-fi adventuring equivalent of Bugs Bunny. So <laughs> It, it was a it was a very odd thing to see them together, and it was weird. So I kind of get that. So yeah. yeah. And, and On don't the other hand, Deep Space Nine and Voyager and Star Trek: The Next Generation, I all thought crossed over fairly effortlessly, despite yeah, having radically different were, tones. But <laughs> I don't know that they were as radically different as you think. Like they were different, but I don't think they were radically different. <laughs> That's the point. Like, say what you want about Deep Space Nine, and I know everybody likes to talk about how it wasn't a Star Trek show, but it was. Uh, it was totally by still a Star Trek you mean show. Only Brian, then and yes. only yeah. on a technicality. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. No, that show was that we very. Come to find out, Jesus, Brian. That show was felt very much like. But I mean, to to get to get to what Patrick is saying, like. Ghost Rider, the spirit of vengeance, is very, very different than the unbeatable squirrel girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. Both and- fucking comic books that Marvel puts out, and both are very good, or have been very good at times, but they are wildly different in tone. <laughs> well, that's, so, uh, I mean, and- even, even amongst the publishers, they get, you know... Uh, what am I getting at here? Like uncanny, the uncanny series is different. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like, like amazing, like Amazing Spider-Man was different than Web of Spider-Man. Like they had a different feel to them, and you know, I, 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 I like Spider-Man the, brought them all together. So, <laughs> one of the things that I loved Marvel did, and this is a total nerd out, but one of the things that I love that Marvel did was. Their adjectives have an association now, so that when they came out with an Avengers series that was all about a team that was working towards trying to bridge the mutant and human world, they called that Avengers team the Uncanny Avengers, and I was like, fucking cool. I see what you did. That was the play with the adjective. Well, nicely done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, hey, Brian, you know, speaking of the tonal differences, don't forget, we're, we're not done with this whole Marvel thing. Like, we, we're all we're all filtering up to Infinity War at some point. So they got to keep all those same tonal differences. They got to keep that tone the same, at least till we get to that. And then, you know, and, and I think it, it it's... Uh, It'll you know. be interesting to see what things are like after that. I think that, that <laughs> there, there have been things like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought that felt very fresh and th- compared to the other Marvel films. I mean, because uh, as it far was as tone, dark. tone went. So um, no, because it had a talking record. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I I will say well, this, and it was an origin, by the way. I will say this <laughs> um, of the team, not of the characters. An interesting, yeah, true. what I would like to see, yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, an interesting thing that I would like to see happen is we get up to Infinity War. It's this whole big thing that turns out to be the capper, the end of the whole story, and then they just restart everything. I would be perfectly happy with that. I would actually think that's awesome. I think I would like them to just start over. <laughs> so they just reboot Iron Man and all of them. They no. just did it with the Dark and Dark Knight movies, so no, it's not like rebooted. we're not used to it. No, you we know, are. We are used to it, and we hate it. 
It sucks. <laughs> when they get to the Infinity War, they're going to be killing characters. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be great. Well, but then they'll come back. I, I mean, that's I, I'm just, they, they come I'm back, just making the point. I'm, I'm, here's my viewpoint. This is why I'm saying it. Because I kind of feel like this is the direction it's going to go in. And I don't want this. Their choices are going to be they're going to have to recast roles. And honestly, I don't want to see anybody else play Captain America. I don't want to see anybody else play yeah, Iron Man. I actually but, love know, this. And I don't really want to. Actors get old. No, I know. And I'm saying I agree that they should probably stop playing the role. But I'm what I'm saying is if you're going to recast it, just start over. Just start over. Let's not pretend that this new continuity has anything to do with the continuity that that's nah. just over. Let's just have this new actor who's playing Captain America have no connection to the I don't say this often, Michael, to you, Michael, but I think I'm going to have to go with Patrick on this one. So. <laughs> I've converted him. It's... The day the podcast but, turned on but, Michael again. But, uh, <laughs> We have we have two circles. Usually it's a black and white guy that stick together. Brad's usually my guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I have to admit that I was I've been actually over the last couple of months asking myself why do I love franchises so much? Why do I love that? I realize I am fascinated by how if you twitch or pull the right thing in the middle of a tapestry or web of stories, it will tweak, change, and modify your opinion, your viewpoint, and your perspective on all these other stories around it. I love that cascade effect. I'm fascinated by that. So I'm always more interested in connected series and franchises where there's a web of stuff all interconnected in continuity than I am in rebooting stuff, which just starts over with a new web and and what you do in one well, doesn't change the other so well, i'll just say this and that and could I'll, be a I'll weakness in my part on my part i it might no, be a no, weakness, I, but i, I love I, it honestly, <laughs> i honestly think most people think like you do but i will honestly say my viewpoint comes from me also doing that and i've been thinking about it a lot lately and i've come to recognize that i don't like when they recast the role i don't like when i have to just blindly say, oh, well, that's the same actor playing this role over here. I mean, I'm okay with it in small doses or characters that I care less about. That's why I don't care that much that they recast Rhodey. But <laughs> I kind it of feel like... It was the right like, choice. I, I kind of feel like... The reason why the James Bond thing never bothered me is because I've never cared about James Bond. I know. Huh? I, 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 I will say... I will give a shit if they ever recast Indiana Jones. I will hate it. And I know they're going to recast Han Solo. I'm not going to like it. I really would have rather have just it been Harrison Ford. But that's my viewpoint. And that's why I'm making the comment. I don't want to go through the whole thing with Robert Downey Jr. I've been okay with the Batman movies because every time they do it, well, with the exception of George Clooney, um... No, Val Kilmer too. Well, don't forget uh, 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 what the uh, top secret kid. What the hell is his name? Val Kilmer. Val yeah, Kilmer. no, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, um, but I hated those two Batman movies, so that's probably why I don't think about them. <laughs> okay, so I, I so I think the takeaway for this episode is that Michael wants someone to build a time machine, go back in time, kidnap Harrison Ford when he's a child, bring him to this point in the future to film this new movie, and then. Wipe his brain. No, send him no. back. I want them to not make Indiana Jones movies anymore. No, 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 That's no. what I'm saying. I'm, re- I'm talking about Han Solo. Recasting the Han Solo bit. 
So get him as a get him like as a twelve or some shit. <laughs> send oh. him back. Then then you're gonna have to neuralize actually, his ass. Actually, it's and the then same send him thing. back. I would just rather they didn't make that movie. <laughs> They're gonna make it. Clearly, that's happening. Clearly, they're going to. I get that. I would just rather they didn't. (laughs) Hey, we all want things we can't have. I'm just stating what mine is. (laughs) You know what I want? I want people to check out our website, which is SciFiShow.net. They should go there and click on all the subscribey links so they can get this show and all of the ones that come after it. Just delivered to them automatically in their podcast player. You can also follow us on Twitter and leave us a review on your on the iTunes or whatever have you. Until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. The uncanny Brian. <laughs> Dude, what? You always got to stick something in on there and... You think you're so goddamn funny? (laughs) Fucking sick of you shit, Brian. Sick of you shit.